I'm joined this morning on The Point podcast by Michael Blaney, the head of the multi-asset investment team at Pendle. Morning, Michael. Morning, Sean. Essentially, your job is to look across asset classes and identify opportunities, and it's global. Is that a fair description? Exactly, yes. Great. So then we'll jump in. What's the outlook for equities? Okay, so equity markets have obviously had a very strong run. Um, as a result, they have become uh, somewhat expensive to varying degrees. So Australian equities on the slightly expensive side, US equities on the much more expensive side. Now, the counter to that is that earnings have been very strong. And, you know, we, we've seen earnings revised up strongly around the world, including in Australia. The other element is that, you know, price momentum is still very strong in the market as well. So when we put those things together, it makes us a little bit more cautious than what we were. However, at this stage, we're not at a point where we'd be recommending to underweight equities in portfolios, but rather we'd be looking to take risk in areas that are relatively uh, cheaper, try and find those pockets of value around the world. So for example, some, some selected emerging markets, UK equities would both be examples of that, as would real estate securities. I'm going to push on the emerging markets, so UK, but what emerging markets do you like at the moment? Specifically, we quite like Mexico. That has been neglected by investors for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, It it has started to rally a bit, but it's still at very, very cheap levels. That would be the main one. Other than that, there are obviously other markets in Asia, which were very cheap but have rallied more strongly so they're less of an opportunity we'd be a bit more cautious on china at the minute in spite of the fact that you know valuations there aren't too bad uh, obviously there's a number of significant macro risks associated with china so we tend to prefer emerging markets outside of china at present okay what about credit so within credit would you fair to say that you know credit spreads which are the extra yield that you get paid to take on the credit risk of lending to someone who's not a sovereign. They have come in a lot since their highs of March last year. As a result of that, if you look at things like high yield spreads in the US, you're really not being paid very much. You're barely being compensated for what a, you know, just an average default cycle could knock off in terms of your returns. So at this stage, we're relatively cautious on credit. We do think it still has somewhat of a role to play in investment portfolios, but we would tend to hold a little bit less credit than usual, and we would tend to favour um, investment grade, simply because even though the spreads are tight, the default experience is seldom bad in investment grade, and so you're still getting some compensation for the risk that you're taking. But we would certainly shy away from high yield at this point. Okay. Government bonds? Government bonds are an interesting one. Obviously, we've seen yields rise very strongly early in the year. They've had a bit of a retracement of that and come back and then they've, and then they've come back again. So I think it's, it's quite interesting now. We've, we've obviously seen markets become more concerned with inflation and that has been reflected in higher bond yields. Now, the reality is that bond yields in absolute terms are still at relatively low levels. And with the you know heightened inflation risks due to all of the fiscal stimulus and the, you know, the reopening of economies, whilst we still obviously have quite accommodative monetary policy, the risks of, you know, inflation spikes are certainly elevated relative to history. So we're a little bit cautious on government bonds, but equally, you know, they do still 
serve a defensive role in a portfolio. They're liquid in, in times when equity markets sell off. Whilst they don't always provide protection, they do provide protection more often than not. And so we believe that you know investors should maintain some government bonds in, in portfolios, but should be underweight relative to you know a, a normal level of exposure at this point, given the heightened inflation risks. Okay, Michael. And so what's the outlook for listed real assets, infrastructure and real estate, presumably? Yes. So that's an area of the market that we quite like, selectively, of course. But, you know, real estate is an, is an area which suffered a lot with COVID. Here I'm talking about listed real estate rather than mm-hmm. residential, where COVID obviously had the opposite effect. Yeah. Uh, you know, re- listed real estate is a beneficiary of that reopening. If you think about people going back to the office, going back to shopping centres, obviously there is a bit of diversification within listed real estate because you do have industrial exposure, which gives you still some exposure to e-commerce. But overall, that listed real estate sector, you know, particularly globally, is looking relatively cheap and we think is an area which is uh, potentially attractive. Also, given that whilst the sector itself is interest rate sensitive in terms of the you know valuations that the market puts on it, the underlying cash flows tend to have a degree of inflation protection over time. So we do think it's attractive from that perspective as well. In respect of listed infrastructure, we like to be quite selective there rather than just buy broad listed infrastructure indexes. And we do think that there's some attractive opportunities, um, particularly in Europe, to get exposure to listed renewables, which generally provide you with a, a decent yield. You know, you'd be thinking four to six percent yield, a little bit of growth as a nice way to, you know, get some stability in portfolios because they tend to have quite a low sensitivity to what's happening in the broader market and a reasonable degree of income in a, in a world where, you know, income is still very hard to find. Okay, so can you give me the elevator pitch? Where is the relative value when we look at equities, credit, government bonds and listed real assets? Yeah, so at present, we'd still prefer equities to bonds whilst bonds do provide that diversification in in sell-offs and equities are getting a bit expensive. The reality is that, you know, earnings growth is still strong. Economic growth, whilst it's coming off a bit, is still strong. And, And in that type of environment, we would still prefer equities to bonds. We would prefer listed real estate to broad equities, and that would be primarily on the basis of valuations. And look, credit's credit's an interesting one. I mean, from investment grade, you don't get huge amounts of return, but we would just see some exposure to investment grade as being a way to get a little bit more yield in your defensive assets. But it's just something that, that we wouldn't have a huge allocation to at this point. Michael, thank you for talking to The Point. Thank you very much, Sean. That was Michael Blaney, head of the multi-asset investment team at Pendle. Thank you for listening to The Point Podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day. 